morning, church. Welcome to Shine. How are you guys doing? Yeah? Yeah, okay. All right. Well, hopefully it'll get better. <laughs> um, yeah, if you are able and willing, please stand with us as we jump right into worship. What's wrong? 
from here to here. And I know that's different from every person. 
Um, but what I'm saying in that is this. Don't just read them and sing them because that's what we're doing, but actually read them and realize, oh man, what a great impact that Jesus has done in my life. What a great Savior that we can trust and we can believe in. And when we give our heart to Him, the faithfulness of Him that comes in that. And so just take a moment of time right now to forget what happened earlier this week, what's going to take place this afternoon or this coming week, and just focus in on your relationship with Him right now. So I pray that you would help us to embrace that and recognize that. For those that are here that maybe feel distant from you, that maybe have a difficult time trusting in you, God, I pray that right now, through your Holy Spirit, you would just speak to them and that you would help them to know that you are real, you love them, you care for them, you cherish them as a son or a daughter. And for those that are doing well, God, I pray that you would encourage them and just encourage the things that you're doing in them and speak greater things even to our hearts. Because God, when we come before you and we give our hearts and we give our lives and we put our trust in you, God, like I said earlier, you are faithful and you come through. And so Lord, I pray that you would be faithful to those that are brokenhearted right now. God, that you would be faithful to those that feel lost right now. God, that you would be faithful to those that feel lonely right now. God, that you would be faithful to those that are hurting right now. And God, that you'd be faithful to those that are rejoicing and celebrating right now. God, we thank you that you are our friend and that you are our Lord. Lord, we thank you for the sweet presence of God that's in this place right now. We recognize you're here. And we just take time to be still and wait on you. And we ask that you 
will just lead the rest of this service. And we thank you for these things in your name. Everybody said, amen, amen. Well, hey, um, man, it's just sweet presence in that song. You know, you bring back an old hymn from time to time, and it's just like, ooh, that's really, really good. So, hey, we're going to do something uh, that we feel very valuable and important to us as a church, and that is to take a few minutes here to greet one another. And so ask that you would go around. I know some of you are uh, brand new. We're glad to have you here. Um, and so don't, uh, I hope this won't be awkward for you, but we take value or we take time to value the fellowship and friendship that is in this room. And here's what I've been telling the, the people this weekend. There are people in here that are hurting right now. Um, and then there are people that are rejoicing just having a great time. They're like, oh, man, life is so good. And the people who are hurting don't really want to talk to the people who are doing things are going well. Do you know what I mean? And so here's what I want you to do. I don't know what it is about human nature that when you're hurting, you withdraw from people. During this greeting time, I want to encourage you, hey, there's a group of people around you that love you. And so if you will just ask for prayer, they would be glad to pray for you. And for you that are just celebrating and enjoying, you feel like things are going really good, hey, go around and give that joy away to other people. So let's go around, greet one another for a few minutes, and then I'll be right back up here.
All right. If you can find your way back to your seats. All right. Well, hey, we are so glad that you guys are here. Um, welcome. And again, like I said at the beginning, if you are a first-time visitor, we are so glad that you are here. Uh, welcome to Shine Church. My name is Dan DeMay. I am the senior lead pastor. And uh, one of the things I love about the greeting time is that I have to stop people from greeting. So Peter, sit down. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, hey, if this is your first time, sit back and enjoy what God has for you. Um, we are so glad that you are here. At the end of the service, out through these double doors is a big wall called The Hub, and we have a free gift card that we want to get into your hand. There's a little four-question thing that we ask you to fill out, and then more important than all of that is we just want to shake your hand, uh, introduce ourselves to you. Uh, again, I'm the senior lead pastor here. We are only five weeks into Shine Church, so uh, you may be new here, but so are we. So, uh, so it's a good thing. So, um, if you call Shine Church your home, uh, but you have yet to fill out the information for our database, there's another iPad out at the hub in which you can give us your information so that we can get you into that database because we've had to start from scratch and ground zero, and it would help us out if you put your information in there. It just helps out with giving records, with kids, if you have kids to check in and those kind of things. So please do so if you have not out there at the hub. Hey, a couple quick uh, announcements that I need to bring to your attention. The first one is um, very, very, very important for today. Um, so we have this really cool thing going on uh, this afternoon called our house parties, or as DJ wants to call them, open houses. But I'm calling them house parties, and I've got the mic, so it's good. Um, and so basically, think graduation party. You know, you go to two or three different graduation parties in a given day. You hang out there for 10 minutes, you eat all their food, and then you go to the next one, and you see what good food they've got there. We're doing the exact same thing. And uh, we want you to do a hangout, whether it's for... Uh, 5, 10, 15 minutes, or if you hang out for an hour and a half at one location, then you go to the next two. Uh, whatever you want to do, we just want you to um, go, and, and what we're facilitating and hoping happens is just fellowship and relationship in the middle of this. As we go there, there'll be other people there, and as you're um, eating the little hors d'oeuvres or desserts or whatever is at the houses, you know, you, you begin to speak to certain people. And, um, you know, I know there are times where you're talking to somebody and you're like, oh, I don't know if I connect with this person. That's okay. Move on to the next house, right? That's why we got three houses. No, just kidding. Uh, our hope is actually... <laughs> It went over very much better than the last two services. My wife, you, sh you shouldn't say that. And now, I know. Okay. Here's what we're actually hoping, is that in those little dialogues, that you actually connect with somebody, and you're, you find somebody, and you're like, wow, I really like this uh, individual, and I want to build um, maybe a friendship, a relationship. You know what? We want to be all about in this church is living life together. And the way you do that is you have to go through some of those awkward introductions in order to get to know one another. And what a great way to do that than to go to a house party and, uh, you know, it's really at your comfort level. And so please join us. Be a participant today. It's from 3 o'clock to 6 o'clock. We're doing it at pastor's houses this time. Uh, Pastor DJ and Kami, Pastor Jan Janet and Darren, and then Pastor Peter and Christine. There's two in the meadows and then one south of us. What's your neighborhood? Crystal Valley on the south side. So um, we hope that you'll go to all three, and we're actually going to do a little uh, enticement of that. We have this passport book that you'll get at the first house you go to, and each house has a passport stamp. And so when you get the three stamps, um, that'll be three on the way to 10. And when you get to 10, 
because uh, we're going to continue to do these house parties. We're going to have some incredible gifts that we're going to give away once you get to 10. And so you don't want to miss this. So for those that are thinking, well, I don't know, now you do know you want to go. Um, because the gifts are going to be really, really cool gifts. And so um, please participate. The addresses of the houses can be found at the hub, or there's some on the little uh, shelf in the foyer there. So grab one of those on your way out. Please participate in that. Uh, two other quick things that I want to bring to your attention. The first one is this. Um, we have a need uh, a lot of times during worship practice on Saturday afternoons, and then sometimes uh, we're going to have different events throughout the week in the week e or the evenings, and we need people to help us with childcare. And so we are going to offer payment right now to help uh, facilitate that. And so if somebody's looking for maybe just a, a extra source of income, it's not going to be a whole lot of income, but at least a little bit. Uh, if you have an interest in helping us out with that, please see uh, myself or my wife, or Pastor DJ Cami, Robert, Amy, and just let us know that you have an interest in that, and we'll tell you more about how to get involved with that. And the last thing is this. On the third weekend of the month, we are going to do something. It'll be just a reminder every week on the third weekend of the month. Um, but I want to establish an alms and benevolence fund. Um, we have a lot of people. We're right here in the heart of Castle Rock, and it has been every week since we, I mean, we've only been here for four weeks, but every week we've had people coming to the door asking for help um, that are, are just in, in troubled times that have some needs, and we want to provide for those needs. And so every third weekend, we're just going to get up and remind you um, that we have an alms and benevolence fund, and it's going to be super easy. You can go to shinechurch.life, click the give now, and in the drag down, instead of general fund, you can just put alms fund. Or if you text to give, just text 84321 and put the amount, like if you want to put 20, and then write the word alms. And that'll go right into the alms account. Or if you're giving by check or cash, uh, we have envelopes, or you can just write in the memo field of your check alms and put it in the boxes uh, by each one of the doors. Uh, and that's just a great way to build that fund up so that when people come and have needs, we can provide for those things. And here's what's really cool. Pastor Rob does an incredible job. Um, he meets with those individuals, and he actually gives the life of Jesus to them. And so as we're providing a need for them, we're also giving them a spiritual understanding of where that need is coming or need is being met from. And so he just has a gift for that, and he loves those people. And um, so that will help us to be able to do that. Now, that's financially wise uh, in, in regards to cash or for alms, but here's another way that you could do this. If you're at the grocery store, at gas station, and you hear my voice go through your mind while you're pumping your gas, get a gift card. That's the Holy Spirit. It wasn't me. Um, you know, another great way is we like to give gift cards to people if they need some food or they need gas. And if you want to just pick up a couple gift cards and bring them by the office, we'll make sure that those give are given out to those who are in need. So please help us and participate in this, if you would. So I'm going to pray for our tithes and offering, just uh, an honor and privilege to be used by God in this way. And so we're going to ask God to speak to our hearts what we should bring as our tithe and give in our offerings. Uh, so join me in praying. Heavenly Father, we come before you right now, and we thank you for using us to further the work of your kingdom. We ask that you would speak to our hearts what we should bring as our tithe and give back to you. And God, what extra we should give for alms, benevolence, or whatever it may be in our offerings. And God, we do so with just glad and joyful hearts. Use it, multiply it, and um, further the work that you are doing in your kingdom. And we thank you for these things in your name. And everybody said, amen. Hey, we're in a series called Four Pillars, which we're talking about just the foundational things that this church is built on. Um, engagement, identifying who we are in Christ, empowerment, and multiplication. And we started last week uh, with talking about multiplying, 
And um, I just, I, I need to let you know something. Um, I would do you a disservice when we're talking about the subject of multiplying or reproducing in the body of Christ. I would do you guys a disservice to not let this man give his heart for this area of, of our church. He's got such an incredible heart of reproduction and multipl multiplying himself into other people. As I'm looking across the room, I see people that he has met with, actually. Uh, there are people that are here uh, that haven't been here since you were campus pastor because you just have such a heart of multiplication and I am honored to be a friend uh, to this man. I'm honored to serve with this man. And again, I would do you an in-service if I didn't let him share his heart in regards to multiplication. Next week, we'll be talking about empowerment and I'll be uh, talking about um, how to use the Holy Spirit and begin to let him use you and your giftings. But this week, would you give me a warm, shine welcome for Pastor DJ? <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Well, it is a privilege. Thank you, Rob, for that special. He's clapping there with a cast on. It's pretty interesting over there. But um, thank you guys. It's a joy to be with you. We're so delighted, Cammie and I, uh, to be back in Castle Rock. And it feels like we're back home, but truly home in a way that it hasn't been home uh, ever before. Because truly, just as part of Shine, uh, just to have so much anticipation uh, hope and joy for the things that God is going to be doing here that uh, that are going to surpass by far anything that we experienced in the eight years that we were able to be here. And uh, so just excited to be family with you and, and in this thing um, together. But thank you, Dan and Kim. And I'll tell you what, guys, we're blessed to have leaders like Dan and Kim who are generous with bringing other people... Exactly what we're talking about, multiplying uh, the, the pillar of multiplication. They put it into practice. They don't just talk about it. They, if they see someone who has a gifting, who has uh, something to share, who has something that can benefit others, they find a way to get those people, whether it be a microphone or simply get those people into places where you can be sharing. And so we're being led by people who believe in multiplication, who put it into practice, as you can see, uh, giving others opportunity to, to multiply. And so I'm grateful to be under uh, their leadership and, and uh, return the, the, the sentiment, um, admire, love, and respect uh, Dan and Kim so much. And, and our family has been blessed, and I know we're going to continue to be blessed by being a part of this team and under uh, their leadership. But hey, uh, multiplication, man, I'll tell you what, I'm so excited. I feel truly like I've been waiting all my life to uh, just share with you on this topic because I think it is um, in some ways um, the final frontier. I really think that uh, some people feel about space. But I think the final frontier is not actually space. I think the final frontier in the body of Christ in church is actually multiplication. Here's why I think that. I think that as church, we have gotten good in many cases at addition, right? And you're saying, well, what's the difference? Well, I think with addition, we find someone who has a tremendous gift or a tremendous talent, someone who can sing really well or play an instrument really well or maybe teach really well, and we're like, oh man, this person is so great. Let's add people around them. And let's build bigger and bigger places where people can sit and observe their incredible gift. And so we add people to that. And we consider ourselves very successful if we are able to attract a large number of people around one, two, three, four, five, six, seven gifts of a few superstars. And listen, 
I'm not saying that God is angry about that or that, you know what I'm saying? I, I believe, hey, God is, is thankful for the good things that take place in our lives, right? If that's how you came to know Jesus, praise God, right? In a church of 30,000 people, not, not speaking against that at all. That is absolutely a part of what God is using in the world today. But I believe that God has a passion in his heart for his people, for his church, to discover multiplication. Um, unlike me when I was in third grade and I discovered multiplication and it was the first time I literally cried and broke down and had a small traumatic moment in my educational experience because, you know, addition was great, subtraction was great, single digit multiplication, yes, I can do that, you know, three times three, nine, I got it, you know, I can memorize. But then double digit multiplication, that happened, and it was like arrow this way, arrow this way, add a zero, you know, and it was like, ah, and I totally melted down that night in third grade and cried and told my mom and dad I was dropping out of school, getting a job at the gas station. They said, no, you're not, and anyway, the rest is history. I did go back to school, but, uh, but here's the thing. Multiplication is a powerful, powerful force in the universe, and I believe God wants it to be a, a force that is active in his church. He set it up. Uh, he created us to multiply, didn't he? For those of you who are familiar with the book of Genesis, the very first book of the Bible, we learn about Adam and Eve, the first couple. And God made a covenant with them. And God said, some of you may know this, some of you may not. That's okay if you don't. But God told them, it says there, I, God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and, ooh, one more time, be fruitful and, God told them to multiply. That was part of the blessing of God in the lives, just to the human race as a whole, to say, I'm giving you the power and the ability to multiply. And we've seen that, right? They had kids, and those kids had kids, and those kids had kids, and, you know, here we are today, right? Like all eight billion of us or whatever. And so we see that it has taken place in the world the way God created, but I believe that God wants us in terms of, of in the body of Christ to be multiplying. And I would ask you that I believe that um, multiplication, as we talk about how multiplication happens, you know, if you didn't hear Pastor Dan's messages the last couple of weeks, he shared on week uh, number one of this series, Jesus being the foundation. You can go to Facebook and, uh, and find that Facebook live event, listen to that. Last week he shared on multiplication being the end game, being the objective, being, man, what Jesus wants to see out of his church. And, and he, and he uh, read in Luke chapter 8 about the seed. It was a parable of the farmer sowing the seed, went into the ground, and we read in that parable that some of that seed produced 30, some of that seed produced 60, some of that seed produced 100-fold return. Powerful multiplication, right? When you start multiplying those kind of numbers, that gets exponentially crazy really quick. And so we want to just kind of pick up where he left off and really look a little bit more at how multiplication happens in our lives. Does that sound good? Okay, good. Um, the, the more response I get from you, the quicker I preach and the sooner we're done. So just, okay, just, no, I'm just <laughs> throwing that out there. Um, so here's what the, the thing I believe. The first thing I believe that God wanted me to share is that multiplication happens best when we understand what we're multiplying. When we understand what we're multiplying. I think a lot of times we're like, okay, well, we want to, you know, reproduce and multiply, but what exactly does that mean? If I were to ask you today, and by the way, Shine Church is a little weird in how we do things. Um, no, it's just a little different because we want interaction in our teaching times. We want it to be an opportunity for, you know, we're not the only ones who hear from God. We're not the only ones who have insights on things. God has put, speaking of multiplication, God has put insights in each of you. And so I want to ask a question. I am not asking rhetorically. I really want responses to say, if I were to ask, what do you think God wants to multiply? What do you think God is wanting us 
to multiply today, what would you say? Anybody? Faith. Okay, what does that mean, uh, Andy? Mm, faith, trust, hearing God's word and responding to it. Absolutely. You think God wants to multiply that? In the, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Somebody else. His kingdom. What does that mean to you? Oh, okay, more people in the kingdom of God. Abs do you believe that? Is that something God wants to multiply? You, I believe so, 100%. Absolutely. What else? Love. Okay, how do you see that playing out, Michael? Mm, man, what a powerful man. I think the Beatles had it right, right? Love, what the world... <laughs> we need a little more love, right? Um, absolutely, man. People are hungering to be cared for, to feel like they are heard, to feel like they are seen. Somebody sees me. Somebody knows I exist. Somebody cares about me, truly, right? How powerful can that be when we're multiplying the love of God in our relationships? Great answer, Michael. What else? What does God want to multiply through us? What was that? Effort. Okay, how so? John. Love it. Yes. Effort, intentionality, right? God wants us to, to multiply just that strategic, like, hey, this matters. This is important. You know, let's get, let's get intentional. Let's, get, let's put some effort into this because it's worth it. Great answer, John. Anybody else? What's God wanting to multiply? Understanding. What does that mean to you, Terry? Man, that's missing in our world so much, isn't it? Just that understanding, that, that respect for each other, that sense of, hey, where are you coming from? What's your story? Let me understand before trying to tell you, you know, what to think or believe or whatever. Great answer. God is wanting to multiply understanding and that tenderness among us. Anybody else? One last one. What is that? Empathy. Wow, brilliant. Absolutely. That compassion, that empathy, that makes such a difference in people's lives. So you guys want to know which one the right answer was? You guys are too smart. Yes, all of them. Absolutely right. All of these are different elements of what God is wanting us to multiply in our lives. And I think one of you maybe mentioned it. I think one word that may in some way encompass all of these things is the kingdom of God. It's, that is, those are all characteristics, love and empathy and focus and compassion and understanding. All those things are part of the kingdom of God. In Romans chapter 14, verse 17, Paul is writing and he says these words. In Romans chapter 17, verse 14, he says these words. Yes, uh, for, the, <laughs> for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but listen to this, of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Now, some of us might get caught up with that first word, that fancy word, righteousness. Oh, what is that? Is that like just being really religious and, oh, just going to church all the time and, you know, having your hair all made up and saying the right things and trying to impress God? No. And righteousness in the Bible, we understand through the lens of who Jesus is, we could never be righteous in our own efforts. We could never impress God in our own ability. But Jesus is perfect. That was his job, to impress his Father, because he was perfect. He was the Lamb of God who knew no sin. He took all of our sin, all of our imperfection, took it upon himself, died on a cross, paying for us, 
so that we could have what he deserves. Forgiveness, life, joy, honor, favor. So he took our place so we could have his life. It's the good news. It's the gospel. But that's what righteousness means. It's good relationship, right relationship with God, not based on our own effort, ability, whatever, trying to do things right. No, based on just putting completely our faith in Jesus, saying, you know what? He's my substitute. He did it right. He got a 100% on that test. I'm taking his score. Awesome. That's the gift of God. That's the kingdom of God. Righteousness. What about peace? Man, whew. Jesus calls himself the Prince of Peace. And in this world in which we live, I don't know about you, but I think we could all use a little more peace. Don't you think? Just with, man, if you're having multiple jobs in your household and trying to balance everything, or you got kids and of any age, right? The little ones, we need a certain kind of peace. And when you get to teen years, young adult years, it's almost like we always need some different kind of peace because, you know, you think once they're out of the house, but then it's like, nope. You know, you still <laughs> worry about them. They still have stuff that's going on in their lives. Ah, God, help, you know. So, man, God wants to pour his peace into our lives. What about joy? Anybody want some more joy? We're offering free joy. If you raise your hand right now, boom, yes, okay. And a set of Ginsu knives. No, I'm just kidding. But man, God offers this. He says, Jesus said in John chapter 7, whoever comes to me, he was at the feast in Jerusalem, saying this, whoever is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And I will give him water or her water, and they will never thirst again. Out of that person will flow streams of living water. Doesn't that sound amazing? Who wants a fountain flowing inside of your soul? I'm telling you what, sign me up. That's what I want, man, the joy of God overflowing. That is what, that verse, Romans 14, it's like the, the bill of rights of the kingdom of God. God is saying, I want you to be experiencing all those things. So when we talk about multiplying, before we talk about even other people, God wants us to be experiencing the good things that he bought for us. He's saying Jesus died so that you could walk in right relationship, righteousness, in peace, and in the joy of the Holy Spirit. That is, those are the characteristics. Those, that's our passport in the kingdom. That's our, our, our badge. That's our identity, right? Our documents as being citizens of this kingdom. And what about this? Maybe we could summarize it to say, God wants us, his kids, sons and daughters, to be multiplied, to be walking in his kingdom and to be passionate about bringing other people into experience that righteousness, that joy, and that peace. Does that, does that sound like a good way to summarize it? And all of the things that we mentioned are absolutely 100% a part of multiplying his kingdom. Here's the thing. Uh, multiplication also happens when we redefine our expectations. Have you found that the way you think about something can really have an effect on how much of the benefit you draw out of that thing? So eight weeks ago, we finally moved down to Castle Rock. You know, better late than never. We had pastored here for eight years, never were able to move down here. <laughs> and then got transferred up to Lakewood for the last year and a half, and we didn't move, so we still lived in Highlands Ranch. And finally now with this transition, we're like, we're moving to Castle Rock. And we finally pulled the trigger and we finally did it. So we're living here in the meadows. We're super happy about it. But I went into our basement early on, and I found this. Does anybody know what this is? A water, oh, I know you know, <laughs> Andy works for Castle Rock Water, so he definitely knows what this is, more than any of us in the room. Thank you, Andy. This is a water timer for your sprinkler system. And I started fiddling with it, trying to program it, and then I realized that either it has a short or like a little um, bit of dust or something in there to where, you know, every time I'd move it, it would flicker and it would show the time, but then like three minutes, but then back to the time and day, and I don't know. It was just, so early on, pretty quickly, my expectations went, 
my expectations were defined way down here about how much I expected of benefit to get out of this. I truly didn't know if this was going to cause my grass to burn up, if it was going to short circuit and start a small fire that burned our home down, if it flooded our home because it got stuck in the on position. I mean, I really, like, I wasn't expecting much out of this. So I, with or possibly without my wife's full knowledge and permission, I found myself at Home Depot picking up one of these bad boys. This is a, and they did not pay me to endorse this, but this happens to be a Beehive smart Wi-Fi sprinkler timer. Oh yeah, and this has a phone app. You see the little phone right here? And you know what else? You can take a picture of each of your zones, like literally like, this is my front yard, this is my, the center of sprinkler in the back, this is my edge sprinkler, and you can have that, zone one, two, three, four, and on and on. Never end? No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure there's a limit, but I only have four zones. So this thing all of a sudden now, and it connects to your Wi-Fi. And it can tell if it rained or if it didn't rain. And it can postpone your watering days and make people like Andy and the other people at Castle Rock Water really happy with you. They're like, you're a great citizen. Yes, I know, because I have the beehive. But here's the thing. Now my expectations are like up here with this. Now I'm like, what else does it do? You know what I'm saying? I'm downloading the phone app. I'm taking pictures of my zones. I'm like, could this put a shuttle up into space? Is there a button for that? I mean, I, you know, I, like I literally, I'm like believing for big things with my Wi-Fi sprinkler. Here's the thing. How does this apply to us? A lot of us look at ourselves and we think God sees us as this right here. We're like, yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. But you know, how much God can truly use me? Eh, probably not that much. But you know, DJ or Dan or Janelle is our worship pastor, or whatever that evangelist was, or whoever that person was that I know, man, they're the real deal. God, God's pretty happy with them. But with me, I'm this, and God wants you to know you're not this. He sees you, you're this. He sees you saying, if you could just discover what I've put inside of you, if you could just discover the seed that I've placed in you, if you could just discover the power to multiply that's in you. Those things that we talked about, understanding, peace, effort, joy, empathy, if you could see that I've put that inside of you to multiply and know the features that I've put in you and the ways in which I've wired you and designed you to truly multiply my kingdom into the lives of others, it would blow your mind and you would be so full of excitement. And I believe that that's why one of the things that God wants us to hear in our spirit this weekend is that he is excited about the features and the gifts and the talents and the personality 